actually my last person today. Sweet. So, awesome. Here, man. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna have supper together. That's <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get right into it. So the original version of "God Bless the Go Go" is making its vinyl debut in celebration of its 20th anniversary. Also, 2021 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees, the Go Go's. Make sure you pre-order this May 20, May 14th, 2021. It's coming out. Welcome, Gina. What's up? Hey, Jeremy. How you doing? Oh, uh, I'm good. I just I'm... heard you have a major number one uh, show uh, in Montreal. That's yeah. pretty cool, man. Pretty cool, but more importantly, you're nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think that trumps any Montreal radio ratings. <laughs> well, you know what? Hey, uh, wait a minute now, Mitch. This has been a long time coming, okay? So, you know, we kind of, we're like, we're over this shit. We don't care anymore. We're like, and then when it really happens, it's sort of like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> wait a right? minute. I'm really excited about this. Yeah. This is actually going to be, this is happening, man. This is so cool. So we're all. You know, we were kind of poo-pooing it, but that, now we're all back on 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 board with like, yeah, how fantastic! Yeah, mm. it's pretty great, great. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's cool because, you know, you guys are re-releasing, you know, for the 20th anniversary of this iconic album. And now with the Rock Hall nomination, which I'm pretty sure you guys are going to get in. I mean, come on. That's what everybody's saying. I mean, I certainly yeah. got my fingers crossed. Yeah. I, hope, I hope so. It's the Go-Go's. How could you how could you even like contest that? Yeah, I don't know. You, you, you hope for it. We'll, we'll see. It, it's nice to be nominated. You know what I mean? Like, let's just see. But so you guys, are you guys already talking about, you know, who's going to induct you guys into the thing? Are you guys talking yeah, about performance? We've, talking, we've brought up a couple of different names. Uh, Kathy and I were talking yesterday, and we thought that it might be really cool to get Pink to do it. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Because, that would be awesome. Like, yes. I, Great artist. Yeah, man, she she's got it all. You know what I mean? And she's outspoken. She's a badass too. Mm, I yeah. really like. You know, I don't know her personally. I met her. We met her uh, a couple of years ago, and she's really like very personal, down to earth, kind of like all the rest of us. You know, she's just really cool. And yeah. you know, I mean, we could sit here for hours and talk about how talented she is. And then that fucking voice. Oh, yeah. sorry, I, curse. I didn't mean to say that. Oh, you're no, good. You can curse. You can curse. By the way, have have you? done any work with her because i mean you've done selena gomez and miley have you worked with pink or if not no, do you want to work I, with I pink not. i i uh I, the, the 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 two other the uh, other songwriter that i was working with um we had a couple things that we wanted to get to pink but i don't we i don't know if she ever heard them but yeah we, we could write something for pink really easily because wow. <laughs> you know because i do that that's what i do, <laughs> do yeah. what kind besides, of song uh, among other things but you know Right. Well, what um, song would you write for Pink as opposed to, you know, writing the Miley and, you know, the bunch of tunes you did no, for well, you, 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 Okay. First of all, you, you, first of all, like you do your research, you know what I mean? And you, and you sit down and you, and you try to get info about, you know, where her, where, what she's doing right now, where, where she is, is she home? Is she on tour? She, all these things, you take a bunch of things into consideration and then try to think about, you know, what would she, what would she like to talk about? You know, uh, musically what do you think she wants to sound like or what you know and and you know it's all crapshoot in the end guys but but honestly you know uh you know it's it's what you do as a songwriter so you, you certainly can do it do it and i think that you know the people i work with we do a good job um but uh she's she she's she's uh unpredictable at times and uh that's what keeps her fresh okay yeah keeps her fresh yeah, and especially, you know, I'm exposed to her music on a nightly basis, and, you know, she could do something super, you know, raise your glass, rock and roll, and then, you know, she's doing, you know, Walk Me Home and all these pop tunes with Max Martin, and it's it's just right. so good. It's so good. Yeah, she can she can pretty much do anything, but, you know, it's like, that voice, wow. 
Yeah. Some power behind that voice. And the live is like, it's insanity. She's, it's like a Cirque du Soleil show. She's swinging from one right. side of the I don't to know the how other. she does that. You know, I, I really don't know how she can do all that. And but. singing live at the same time. Yes. I know that that counts. That's what it's that man. That is something all by itself that you have to go. Whoa. You know? No, she listen. Yeah. I've only seen her once and she was opening for Def Leppard in Boston. They, it was a radio station thing. And she was just she was the real deal. I mean, you, there, there was nothing fake or pretentious or, you know, tracks. This It was this is a girl who's a powerhouse. Yeah. And it was just you know what, it, uh, Mitch, I'd love to, now that you say that I'd love to see her just do a tour where it's just her and not a lot of, not a lot, not a big Yeah, like a, like a stripped down nothing. acoustic thing, right? Yeah. Well, no, not even acoustic, but like, just give me and her and a band, okay? Yeah, like a band, on, just a regular yeah. old band. No horns, no, you know, big synth things. Just, just give me her and a rock band. You know what, I'll tell you. Lay it out, man. Uh, one of your, one of your peers back in the day, Alice Cooper did a tour called Bare Bones back in like mid nineties. And he got rid of the makeup and he got rid of all the fl- and, all, and he just did Alice Cooper doing and it was so special and so unique. He went, ah, OK, he's not hiding behind the theatrics. And so, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Pink just come out and be stripped down and go, here's yep. my voice. I Ooh. would love that, too. She'd probably like it, too. She's probably tired of doing all the acrobats and shit, you know, <laughs> well, <laughs> she yeah, wants to sing, you know? Well, there's anyway. videos of her online doing like, you know, like the classic visiting radio station with you and the guitar player doing the song acoustic and you know, oh, with her and Linda Perry. Yeah, there's so many of those online and like she sounds just like the record. So she's Pretty not good. no bullshit. She she's saying no. rights and she's got, she's got a gift. That voice is quite a gift. All right. Yeah. Let me move away just real quick from from Pink and talk about the album. God bless the Go-Go's because we're, we're yeah. in Canada and on it. And, and we're since we're talking about songwriting with uh, Miley and with you got to a chance to work with Jim Valance on this record. Mm-hmm. Um, just quickly talk to me about that experience. Cause for me, Jim is, is one of my writing heroes. You look at the stuff with Brian Adams, you look at the stuff with the Scorpions and all these oh, other that's things. That's right. He did with Brian Adams. That's right. Big yeah. Brian. Yeah. Super that talented whole, guy. That right? whole Brian Adams album. Um, like the so first three. That, you know, I gotta <laughs> yeah. say that God bless the go-go's my two favorite albums of, 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 of you know, what we've put are, are uh, beauty and the beat and God bless the go-go's. They're my favorite records. For very different reasons. Well, they still have great songs on them and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jim Balance thing was, um, we were looking, let me try to remember that, Jesus. Uh, we were looking for a ballad, and I think his name was thrown out there to us. And we were like, yeah, of course, that guy's incredible. Uh, yeah. Let's see what we could come up with. So that's how that came about. It was just sort of, we, I mean, you know, he's, you know what he's capable of, but we thought, who could we get, you know, who would be somebody that would, would fit well with us? And, you know, it, it turned out great. The song turned out fantastic. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, that song, Here You Are, it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, come on. And then, you know, you work with all those other incredible songwriters on there. I mean, like, you know, Billy Joe Armstrong's on it and you got, yeah. even looking at the, at the credits and, you know, you got Mike Shipley who mixed a couple of the tracks on the record who's worked with, <laughs> was Mutt Lang's right hand man in the eighties and mixed the Shania Twain album, you know, come on over around the, you know, like towards the late nineties, early two thousands. And a lot of those records had a certain sound to them. Whereas when you had Mike Shipley mix your album, it sounded so good. So. Having and that's why this album's a classic, by the way, because it sounded so good. Yes, well, that's it. Sir, that's why, well, Mitch just said, that's why this album is so classic because it sounds so good. It doesn't go out of fashion. No, I. you know what? I love uh, this. It's And it captures us live. 
This is like what we are more like live, you know? Um, you know, Beauty and the Beat was great. And, it, you know, I mean, the, the songs were there, but, you know, the production was very, very pop. And that's not what we sound like live, okay? No. Uh, but it did sell, you know, over 3 million records. So I'm very grateful, don't get me wrong. But, you know, I love, and we've, and we've been looking for somebody to get it, get it right, uh, uh, production-wise, mix-wise, uh, to sound more, a more powerful sound and 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 it was captured in god bless the go-go's i'm really i really love that record it's great because you know as a drummer to have somebody like mike shipley mix your drum kit i mean like that's the dream because he's gonna make your snare drum pop and your kick pop through the mix and you can, you I mean, can hear everything yeah you can hear everything everything has its place that yeah. is a great mixer you know mm -hmm. when nothing's missing it's all has its place and makes sense but you can hear everything and but it's yet one big unit a unit of, of players you know yeah uh, yeah it's a great I, like i said i'm really i really love the sound of this record and uh the production and the mix fantastic let me uh let me ask you this so a buddy of mine adam is a big fan and he was kind of freaking out i was like yeah i'm interviewing gina from the gogos he's like dude you gotta ask her about being in john waters pal the egg ladies uh punk band <laughs> <laughs> yeah Okay, so I'm from Baltimore, guys, and John's from Baltimore, of course. He's from all the people that are in John's films. The early films were all from Baltimore. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, when I was 21, I moved out of my house and I moved into an area called Fells Point, which mm. was the hip happening place. And, you know, a lot of the, uh, I mean, well, Edie, let's, let's get to the story quick. Edie had a thrift store called Edie's uh, Shopping Bag, and mm. it was it was on Broadway in Fells Point. Um, when I was 21, I moved out of the house and I moved uh, into an apartment up on Broadway. So I would walk down there and I'd talk to her, you know, a couple times a week because, you know, she's she's like the neighborhood gal uh, from Broadway, Fells Point, and, you know, so kooky and great, but she's just a sweet old lady, basically. And I'd sit there and talk with her and, you know, her and her, she had a, a helper named Jeannie that was like her slave. Mm. And she would do everything that, anything Edie said, Oh, Jeannie, can you go get me a Coca-Cola with extra ice? And, you know, <laughs> yes, uh, I got it. <laughs> fantastic. I'm so feel so lucky to have been where I've been during the time that I was there because, like, it was magic. You know, I've witnessed so many great things and Edie being one of them. So well, I'm in there. She's like, oh, Gina, I'm going to start a punk band and we're going to go to New York and Los Angeles and San Francisco. And you want to be in it? I was like, yes, Edie, I want to join that band. Because I was already in different bands playing around. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we got a band together and we toured. We went, played Philly, played New York, L.A., San Francisco. And after that trip, I was 20 or 21. And I first time I'd ever been on a plane, okay, an airplane. So that was like a big deal to me. Anyway, I got back and I was like, I'm going to make my move. Now's the time. I've been waiting for something to happen, some kind of sign. So that I, that I know that I can leave, go to either New York, San Francisco, or L.A., and be a rock star. And so, anyway, so I got back and I, you know, I went up to New York for a while, went to uh, San Francisco for a while, went in L.A., and I decided L.A. would be the easiest place for me to live. Uh, the cost of living was e better, easier. Uh, yeah. And so I knew, I knew I could survive there. Plus, I had, like, I knew three people there, and the one guy that I knew, Steve, uh, let me stay at his house when I got out there. So, uh God bless Edie, right? Yeah. I mean, so it was kind of like the catalyst for you to say, "Hey, I'm going to go out." Yeah, and dream. one thing led to another, and you know, it started. Edie really started the ball ball rolling for me to get out to Los Angeles and meet the people that I met that I'm still friends with.
Yeah. Do you have any tales about living in the infamous L.A. Canterbury apartment complex? I did not live there. Okay. Uh, Belinda lived there, and uh, Belinda and Jane, maybe Margo. I'm not sure about Margo if she lived there. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I was living at Steve's at the time. This my uh, the guy that brought that I was living with when I got out to L.A. Nice. Who were um, some of your favorites to play with during like the classic L.A. punk scene? Oh. Uh, doing shows with X was always a big thrill because we looked up to them. We were like, they were the best. We thought they were the best musicians, the best songwriters. They were so cool, you know, <laughs> the perfect punk band. Uh, and, you know, their songs were smart. Mm. Uh, huh? and, and and their performances were always like, knock your, knock your eyes out, you know. So getting to open for them. Oh, we opened for so many people. My God, it's hard for me to remember, but uh, but that always sticks out. Uh, open up for the plugs. Uh, I mean, we opened for everybody, you know, when we were first starting out. The bags, uh, um, Christ, you name it, Fear. Uh, mm. Who else? Everybody. I don't know. You name some bands. <laughs> the Blasters. Uh, there was a classic there, LA punk band that used to dress up as aliens or uh, Martians. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember what they were called? <laughs> I can't remember. Can't remember. Apparently that was the band that Van, Van Halen used to go see them back in the day. And the guitar player had his guitar striped. It was white and it had like black stripes on it. And everybody talks about Eddie Van Halen going to see this, this LA punk band that used to, I forget if they dressed like Martians or they dressed up like aliens or something. And I don't know were, that. Yeah. Jeremy, I'm not familiar with that. I can't yeah. remember the name of the band. You know, I'm going to Google it. Hold on. But Google it, Dad. While you Google it, I, I want to ask you this. Um, yeah. So the band goes back on, on the road in, at the you know end of the 90s, and you do a whole bunch of shows, and then by 2001, you get to, to make God Bless the Go-Go's. Right. Was it important for the band to have new music? Because you, you certainly could have just gone out and done We Got the Beat 15 times and say, thank you, folks, yeah. we're going home. Yeah. Um, why did you feel the need to get into the studio and say, no, we're going to memorialize this tour and this, this reunion and this time with new music and not just be that band that relies on what we did 20 years ago? Well, you know what, because it was definitely overdue. It was time, you know, it's tough to get us all in one place, Mitch, I'm going to be honest, you know, um, you know, after band, band gets to a certain point, and everybody has enough money and it has enough of everything. They sort of, you know, we go live where we want to live. It might not be in the same place. I mean, all five of us live in different places. Uh, but, you know, LA is always the home base. So we go there to do, right. do our, you know, whatever we have to rehearse and get ready for a tour. Um, it was way overdue there. Everybody had been working on songs. Um, it, it was time for that record. And uh, was there a pressure on it, by the way? Like, did you have to say we need like when you bring it to the record company, do they sit there and go, Oh, we don't hear another. We got the beat. You go do it again. No, like, no, okay. no, that wasn't the case because it was the the, the the record label was beyond, and that was this. this okay. Our manager at the time, Alan Kovac, he owned that company. That was a right. brand. Uh, anyway, uh, no. Uh, Classic he, manager he, Kovac, by the way. Huh? Classic manager Kovac. I mean, yeah, he's been around. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he, you know, all they did, all really, he said was, you know, I want to, I want a uh, a balance, or that's when. Jim came into the picture. So, nice. uh, but you know, everybody had been working on songs. We got together, we wrote some songs with the five of us. It was a, it was a great experience. And I, I, like I said, I, I love the sound of that record. I love those songs. And Billy Joe is a friend of the band. Um, and uh, so when he was available to write with Jane and Charlotte, I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. we got to do this. Come yeah. on. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. So he's he's uh yeah. He was, and he was of course, Green Day was story. super hot back then. Um, yeah, yeah. He, played guitar on, on, uh, he played guitar on that track, Unforgiven. Oh, wow. Let me well, ask you this here, because, you know, I'm in my 50s, so I, I grew up watching you on much music up here, not much, you know, we didn't have MTV. Jeremy's 26, and he didn't. And yet, when I said to him, hey, you want to do the Go-Go's? He's like, yeah. And that just speaks to me that the that, that your music is transgenerational, it, it's classic, it, what made that band and those songs just so memorable? Jeez. I mean, the only thing I can think is that, uh, is that we weren't like anyone else. Right. Um, uh, they're, they're great songs. You know, um, we have a certain sound. Um, it's five women. That still hasn't happened all these years later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Five girls or an all girl band, you know, that, has a number one record that has done that is hugely successful. Where is that? We're waiting for that. Please, please, you know. I'll tell uh, you what, there's a really good Canadian all female rock band. They're called The Beaches. And Oh, I know them. I know the yeah. Beaches, yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. Yes, like, they, I know the Beaches. They haven't had the massive success yet, which, you know, I'm hoping for. Yeah. Get them, they gotta get with the right producer, make sure that the songs, I mean, you know how it works, guys. Yeah. It's a process, you know. Um and hopefully you have the right people around you that are going to guide you into making the decisions that you need to make um, to uh, further your career. And you guys, yeah. had, you ladies had the perfect and right people around you at the right time. It is. Yeah, we did. Because we, like our manager, Ginger Canzanari, she was just somebody that hung out at the scene, but she was a smart girl. She had great taste. <laughs> Women you usually know, are smart. She had great taste. And, you know, she guided us. And you know what, when she, when, when we stopped working together is when the band really started to have problems because well, there wasn't somebody managing us that was really true, you know, like mm, just really yeah, true about really what true. they were doing. It wasn't for money. It wasn't for, it was because she loved the band. Uh, you know, she was a fighter in a, in the man's world. Nobody wanted to sign us. We said like, we're going to get signed. I'm determined to get this band signed, you know, we'll yeah. do, I mean, she put all her shit in hock to get us tickets. They get money to get tickets to send us to England to open wow. for the specials and madness. Wow. Damn. You know, I mean, that's a commitment. You know, that is something that says so much about a person. Yeah. You know, and then of course, you know, we went with a big management company and it wasn't a great move. We made a lot of money, but for a short period of time, right. things fell apart. We didn't apart. have the heart was missing. You know, it was like that mm. uh, was a drag. Uh, let me ask you this real. Sorry, let me just ask you this. Uh, going back to, to that time and MTV, how important was it for your music to get and have that visual element? Uh, because MTV sort of, it, it made the stars, right? It made the 80s, or, or is that overstating was, the importance? It was of the utmost importance for us and for just about all the bands that were happening at that point in time. Yeah. I mean, it brought you into people's living room in a way that you never had been before. You know, right. before you were, just a, you were a photograph, you're an album cover, you're getting right. your information, you're reading information here, you're seeing it happening, you know, uh, you, 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 you get to feel like you know the artist, you know what I mean? Like, it, it changed everything, it really did. Um, and we were lucky to be there at the right place and right time to be a part of that, oh, yeah. you know, because that you sold a hell of a lot more records. It wasn't just about going on tour to sell your records or putting out a record for, for, for people to uh, know who you are. Now they can see you. You could turn on a channel and see it 10 times a day, however many times a day, you know, 
made a big difference. Made a huge difference here. Now I'll, I'll ask you this, and and I don't know if I should or shouldn't, but when when Belinda and the other ones started making solo records, did that break apart sort of what the Go Go's were? Did it did it did it hurt the, the idea of band? Well, what happened here, Mitch? Let me set you straight about this. Right. First of all, the band had broken up. The band broke up in eighty five. Eighty four. Eighty five. Right. Eighty five. Okay. Jay left the band in eighty four because she wanted to do a solo record. Right. Which. I don't know. I'm but that's what I mean. Was that was that was that talk sort of bubbling under the under the you know was it well, bubbling yeah, over? Because like I said, when we went with a bigger management company, there was nobody really minding the house. Nobody was there taking care of us as a right. band and individually mm-hmm. being there, someone you could trust, someone you could talk to. Decisions were being made that were really more about money, right? You know, and when you do that, you lose it, man. You just every your things are not going to work out ultimately. Right. To do that, it's all about money. That can only last for so long. And then there you are. You know, you're left with yourself and whatever, you know, the wreckage from just money, money, money. Anyway, to get back to this thing, Jane, Jane left the man. She wanted to make a solo record. Um, I wish she hadn't done that because she was an original member. And Mm -hmm. that started making things fall apart. But like I said, management wasn't there. Keeping us together, keeping us on the same path. I mean, she could have certainly made a solo record and stayed in the go-go's. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But they weren't, they let things get out of control then. And then, you know, one day Kathy and I walk into the office and, and Charlotte and Belinda say, we're breaking up the band. Well, we were knocked out. We we're like, what the hell's going on here? But it, it just uh, came on like all of a sudden, or was there like, was there signs that something was going to happen because of the management thing or? No, you just knew that it wasn't good. You didn't know it was going to actually break up our family, mm. but it did. And then Charlotte and, and Belinda went off and made a record. Jay made a record. I actually, I didn't want to, but I actually went out and I got a, 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 so, a solo deal with Capitol Records mm-hmm. and I had a band called House of Shock mm-hmm. and I made my record, you know, um, and became, a, really became a songwriter, a real songwriter in earnest at that point because I knew I had to, you know, um, and ever since then I've been like really a writer, a songwriter. Um, so, you know, all this led up to what it became, the breakup. But then mm-hmm. in 1990, uh, we get a call from Jane Fonda asking yeah. the Go-Go's to play at this uh, uh, environmental benefit that we, that we were, that, that she was doing at Universal. Yeah. yeah. And that's when we, I mean, we were, had been talking a little bit here and there, like in, in uh, 89, but then like, she was the reason that we all really sat down and started to really Good. talk about the band getting back together before, you know, it, we were on tour that year. It didn't Good. take much. Yeah. It didn't take that much. But, but Jane Fonda, we can thank for actually getting us at the same table, sitting down and talking about doing a show. Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. <laughs> yeah, but, man. Uh, and I'll just say this because Jeremy, you 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 weren't around, but in I was in high school from eighty to eighty five, and the go goes every year. It was the the school dance music. It was, they were going upwards and upwards and upwards, and then I graduated high school, and they yeah. were gone. And you go, well, how did yeah. they fucking disappear? Like where? Where did they go? Like they, they were the biggest thing on TV. Hey, you know what? The most important thing is, Mitch, it didn't take long before we all came to our fucking senses. And in 1990, we were back together and here we are. Okay. Yeah, and here we we're are. Back we're back together and, and here we are. So and there wasn't, you know what? there wasn't like crazy. any bad blood. You just guys, you came back together. Well, yeah. because you know what? We have this crazy ass bond that just, good. you know, it just, it doesn't go away. That's I, I, why I keep saying it's like, we're really a family. We've been together longer than any other relationships with anybody else. Right. 
And that's why we say God bless the Go-Go's. And that's why we say God bless the Go-Go's. You got it, brother. See? It comes full circle. I love it. It does. You know what? And I don't know how we're still together all these years, except to say that uh, there is just this magical thing. It might sound a little hokey that happens when we're in a room, like the no. energy just explodes. Like when the five of us are in a room, it's like hard to contain the energy. You know, mm. we all, it's like, it's like we get like kids again. Like, like, you know, we get excited. Everybody's laughing and making fun of each other and, you know, telling ridiculous jokes that probably only we think are funny. I mean, it's crazy. It's chemistry. a great feeling. I miss being with the girls. Band chemistry is 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 an understated element of bands. They go, oh, we got oh a great God. guitar. We got, no, chemistry. You got chemistry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 it translates to the music. You know what I mean? It's it it it, it it's a flow. It it happens. You know. Uh, so well, it's funny. Yeah, you know, at the same time, that's why it's hard to keep bands together. Remember now, because mm. you know everybody. It you know people get freaked out with each other, and I don't know. Well, I was going to say, I don't know if it's harder to be in a band with all guys or all girls. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's just, why just, I would wa- I'd want to be a solo artist and just hire my guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you can do that. But you know what? I've been, I always want to be a team player. I never want to do anything by myself. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't need to be the one calling the shots. I like to be part of a team, you know, because then you can bounce your ideas off of other people that are in it for the same amount that you're in. It, you know what I mean? Like they have as much invested as you do. And uh, I, for us, it's worked out, worked out really great, wonderfully, you know? Uh, so, so I enjoy this teamwork. I love it. I think we come up with the best. I mean, it's always like teams. It's like, there's very few people that can do something all by themselves and, and be incredible. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, there's, there's John Lennon and Paul McCartney. There's reasons that the teams seem to work really well, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great to have somebody that you trust that, you know, you can bounce your ideas off of, off of you know? Uh, and that's yeah. that's that's how it works in our band. Good, and let's hope there's more. Yeah, I mean, you me too. You know what? So we put out Club Zero this year, which um, you know, we're hoping if we if we actually get inducted, we would we. They're like, what song's gonna play? And we're like, well, we, of course we do what the fans want to probably do. We got the beat, our lips are sealed, vacation, head over heels, one of them. But but what I'd, I'd really like to play Club Zero, you know, because that's our latest offering. Um, I say you do it. Just you do guys, it. Um, yeah. I have a book coming out about the Go Go's um, yes. in at the end of uh, the end of October, beginning of November, and it's called Made in Hollywood. And it's uh, nice. You know, it's, it's it's I've been taking photographs of the band since I took photographs. I always had a camera hanging around my neck and driving across country. I was taking photos when I got to LA. I was I was you know chronicling everything with photographs taking photographs of the band all together everywhere for, for years and years and years. And I've been looking to put this, put it together, but I couldn't find the right person to work with. Well, I found the right guy to work with. And, you know, we got, a, I got a, a, went, a sign with a publisher. And for the last eight months, besides the go-go stuff, I've been working on putting this book together. Um, and along with all the photos was, I had like 500. Well, we've narrowed it down to about 200 now. Um, uh, along with the photos, I had like uh, 30,000 words go with it. So there's text oh. and photos in this book. And oh. it's and, and I'm so excited about it. And the girls are too, because they're, they're, you know, there's no book out there, you know, of, of photos that behind the scenes stuff. No, you know, well, history. The band talk. Yeah. You know? So this, this will be a first one, many levels, you know, um, I'm really excited about it. Well, we really we definitely we, we have it on this interview, but we'll need to do a book only interview in, in October. And uh 
Yeah. I've got one more question and then uh, sure. Jeremy, I'll let sure. you, I'll let you wrap up, but you were uh, part of the Norwegian band. Aha. Uh, you know, you yeah. did all their TV appearances and of course <laughs> take on me and all that again, back from the eighties, the videos on TV. Uh, what was it like playing with them? Because when that video came out, it was the video and that was the new standard and everything had to be like that video. Uh, what was it like just playing with them and being around their sort of creative space? Oh, those guys were really sweet. And the keyboard player, in fact, Mags, I think his name was, was such a drawing and they were all really good looking. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't hard to be around them. Um, and they just let me, I mean, we just did TV shows together and hung out quite a bit. Still, uh, still though, it's kind of cool. It's like, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it was cool. It you know. came out of the blue. Uh, 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 somebody over, a fellow, I can't remember who it was, but called me from A&M and said, hey, we got this band. They're going to be coming over here doing press. Do you want to yeah. do it? And I was like, yeah. oh, aha. Yeah, sure. I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, so like, I, uh -huh. I really had fun I with those guys. And, they and if I'm in AHA, and I go, I got a Go-Go's drummer with me. Like, uh, they, it must have been, it must have been <laughs> it was kind of, ass for them. Cool the TV shows, like, I remember, like, Dick Clark would come back. Gina, it's good to see you again, you know. <laughs> uh, well, Gina, <laughs> you're kind of like the human Lindrum, you know? Yeah, it's perfect. I, I am, my timing is really good, you guys. I'm going to say that. I don't want to brag about, my, but I can say I have very <laughs> ah, good Brag, time. brag. Yeah, no, why not? Very, very good timing. Yep, you sell go. yourself, you know. Well, listen, May 14th, Go-Go's 20th anniversary. God bless the Go-Go's coming out, making its vinyl debut. And there's two bonus cuts on there as well. So get the vinyl, get the CD, pre-order it, download it, and catch them on the road, hopefully this summer, doing a handful of dates across the U.S. and A. So, and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, guys. Rock and yeah. Roll Hall of Fame nominees and inductees. I'm calling it now. They're getting in. Vote, vote for the Go-Go's, vote for the Go-Go's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Vote for the Go-Go's and, go and Go-Go's book coming in the fall. So that's even more exciting. Well, it's it's actually my book, but it's all about the Go-Go's. Yeah. Ah, yeah, you're the Go-Go's, come on. Yeah, it's a Go-Go's over and over and over. Yeah, you're the Go-Go's. It's been a pleasure talking with you anytime, okay? Thank right, you, absolute pleasure. Thanks so much, Gina. Bye, you guys, take care.